Hi, everybody. I'm Vivian Vega. And I'm Betty LaRue. And this is Revolution Rosies. Welcome to season four, five, four, five, five. I think it's actually season five. Dang. And we are part of a podcast family. Yeah. So we have some big news uh, for season or for episode one of season five. We just joined the Loud Cat podcast family, which is amazing. So so amazing. I'm so excited um, to be part of a huge family of podcasts. And um, I don't know why we were so nervous to, you know, like try to be a part of that family. Um, yeah, make that when leap. we've when we have partnered with um, basically the owner of that family. The it's like a, a weird um, mafia family of podcasts here in, in Columbus where we are located. <laughs> um, yeah. William Mount, who does Sounds of Bus Town, and basically every podcast that d- is part of that family uh, has yeah. been on our podcast. Um, and you know, been, we, he was on our last episode that we like our teaser episode. Yes. yes he was uh, God. He played the part of God. <laughs> He did. He did. Um, but yes, we are really, really excited to be a part of that family. Um, and uh, we hope to to do them proud. Um, yes. But this is our first episode back. We're happy to be back. Um, I'm freshly babied. Um, if yes. you can't tell, we've got a bunch of baby stuff just lingering in the background if you're a visual person and you're watching this. Um, I've also got my exercise bike because I've got to get back into trampolining shape. <laughs> ASAP. (laughs) It is going to be trampoline season very soon. I got the hula hoop out this week um, again. um, And oh boy, my body is just not as it used to be. Yeah, it takes a bit of time. It takes a bit of time. Um, I I will say that um, being that you're a new mama, it is the perfect time for us to be releasing this episode, which is coming out on Mother's Day. Ah, that's true. Um, but it, we should also be discussing the completely huge elephant in the room. Um, the complete disgrace that this country is Absolute giving disgrace. us, um, the overturning possible, uh, overturning of Roe versus Wade. Um, I will say I had an idea that will make okay. everyone happy. Everyone okay. happy. So, you know, that like, when people want to have a baby, they can impregnate an embryo and then like plant it in somebody else to be their surrogate. Uh-huh. So any person that doesn't believe in abortion and votes against it should automatically be entered into a lottery. So the women that don't want to be pregnant can just impregnate them with their embryo because mm-hmm. it's a science that we have and they can carry the fucking baby. Uh, you know what? Oh, you I, don't have yes. enough money for that baby? Too bad. It's not your choice. Yep. You bad. were in this lottery. You'll get picked at random. It'll come whenever in your life. So whether or not you're wanting it or you're ready for it, you'll get it. Oh, it wasn't your choice to get pregnant. Tell that to the 14 year old who 
uh, got raped that has to have the baby because you, you know, it, voted for somebody who, so you can have it. You yeah. have, you automatically are signed up to be an organ donor for mothers who don't want exactly. that job. Exactly. There. How that works for everyone. That makes everyone done happy. and done. Done Perfect. and done. Revolution oh. resis to the rescue. Here we are. We've got it solved. We're smart. Exactly. We, yeah. you know what, if I didn't hate the system so much, I'd say vote for us and we will <laughs> Completely I mean, honestly, that's a good this. reason to vote for us. I mean, it is. We do we'll, hate the system and we will just burn it, it down, down and, and bring restart. it back up from the yeah, yeah. Build it from the ground up, bud. Yeah, absolutely. Oh so, boy, there's that. I don't travesty. know how much of yeah. I like in my soul and in my stomach, I'm so violently angry and I'm mm-hmm. just ready to take my daughter out of this country because, like oh, we were just talking about that because we just had a daughter, right? Yeah. So, and I'm like, man, like, is this happening anywhere else? No. Will it be? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know how so. other countries are operating. I mean, I know some other countries are definitely operating under that rule. But Not yes, real. we need we need that little gal right there. <laughs> She'll do some damage. If, if you, for any of you that are not watching this on the YouTube, I have a... Uh, Rosie the Riveter punching doll, like the little doll. It's like it's a, little, a little old school, like like a um, puppet, and you can. She's got little boxing gloves it's, on. Um, it's like one of those um, games. Rock'em sock'em. Rock'em sock'em robots. Yes, <laughs> it is. But it's Rosie the Riveter. It's very cute. It's it's scary. Also, I'm a little scared of it. It's very cute. Yeah, I mean, like that's that should be every woman. She's yes. very cute, and I'm slightly scared of her. It, Absolutely. New Perfect. slogan. Smear like lipstick it. and raise hell. Get out of here. Slightly <laughs> cute and scary at the same time. Perfect. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> so I will go ahead and get into the story. Um, and I was inspired because while I was on um, maternity leave, which was very short because again, we're in America, I binge watched a lot of shows Um all of which were English shows because I was dreaming of being not in America. <laughs> One of those shows was Dr. Who. And oh, I'm excited about wherever this is going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, one of those episodes, my very favorite episode, my very favorite episode of all time is The Girl in the Fireplace. Oh, that one is creepy. It, but it's so good the best episode okay isn't that where he like keeps ending up in this room so yeah the fireplace like rotates and he goes into the room with first it's like the little girl and then it's madame de pompadour okay yeah okay so madame de pompadour is who i'm doing i'm excited so you are doing an old one. I am in your Yes, I am. <laughs> Sipia. Um, okay. So Madame de Pompadour is a real person and I should have known that she was a real person because it seemed very real, but like for some reason, I, you know, I just fantasy shows. I'm always just like, you never know. Right? It's fantasy. Right. Um, and it was just too good. I couldn't, I couldn't tell. So water. Okay. So Hi, sweetie. Um, no, I'm good. Thank you. Um, wine, <laughs> wine. He said, do you need another drink? Um, so born December 29th, 1721 in Paris, 
Jean-Antoinette Poisson was born the, to a rich financier, which basically was a tax collector. Um, his name was Francois Poisson, which is just ridiculous. Um, and, and Madeleine de Lamont. Um, but she was actually forced to live with another family when she was just four years old because her father um, had an unpaid debt scandal. Um, and at that time, it was punishable by death, but somehow he actually got to come back to Paris around eight years later. I don't know how he managed that. So it's she, like, isn't, he isn't must have had some story. Um, and I'm so sorry for interrupting on this, but the, isn't that like the storyline of the, um, oh gosh, Sweeney Todd is like a retelling of this story, but it's the old story where the guy is, the one guy wants his, this guy's wife. And so he like creates some sort of debt that the guy owes. So he gets sent off to this Island for seven years. And the guy tries to like get his wife during yeah. the time that he's sent to prison for the debt. Yeah. So, I mean, like, this is a common thing, Sure. but yeah, it was like, sure. what was the count count of, it's not the count of Monte Cristo, is it? Am I thinking of the Count of Monte Cristo? Could okay, be. Keep going. Yeah, it could be. Um, but anyway, somehow this guy had some sort of sway and he got to come back. But gotcha. um, Jean Antoinette Poisson was never reunited with her family. She was just kept with this sure. other family. But she was four. And so that was her family. Yeah, yeah. At that point. Um, but sh she was in really good hands. This guy um, that she ended up like her they were called governors and governesses. Um, so who she was like part of like their family. He was like some like art person. Like he um, financed artists and he was like, basically he just was a big part of the artist community. Um, and so therefore she got to attend some of the finest schools. Um, she attended the Ursuline convent in Poissy, I think is how you pronounce it. I don't know. Um, but she became like super well-known and popular because of her wit and her charm. Hmm. Um, and she was just a little girl. Like she was just like this little bouncy little, like, mm -hmm, I'm funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so just at nine years old, however, she had to leave the school um, because she became super ill from whooping cough, which Ooh. at that time I can't imagine is great because even now it's it's really, really bad. Yeah. And also like, I can't imagine it'd be good because like now we pretty much only worry about it for babies, babies because we have vaccines for it. Yeah. Yeah. But I bet you it was terrible as like a young child. Even. Right. I don't know when that vaccine came about, but I assume it was after not, that. Yeah. I was going to say not, not in the 1700s. Not in the 1700s. <laughs> I can't no. imagine that they cared too much. No. Um, but anyways, so her mom, um, like her adopted mom, um, took her out, um, of school and, um, actually strangely took her to a fortune teller just to like, kind of see like what her fate would be. <laughs> oh, is she going to live from this whooping cough? Again, remember artist family. So they were a bit eclectic. Um, so took her to a fortune teller and, um, she was told that she would reign over the heart of a king. Oh, that's a cool fortune. Yeah. So um, she, they began calling her Rayonette, which meant little queen. Oh, so that was like her nickname, Rayonette. That's cute. Um, which in the show, 
they would always call for her and they'd be like Rayonette. So if you watch the the Doctor Who episode, that's, that's really adorable. That's what too. they call her? Like, it's a super I, cute nickname. I think I'm gonna start I call calling Marini that. <laughs> I was gonna say I call my daughter Monkey. <laughs> well, you know, Marini's name is Marini Royal. Oh yeah. So you can call her a little queen. I, I think I might call her Rayonette, um, really which is also French. Um, Marini is French. Um, so anyways, <clears throat> I digress. Um, <laughs> I want to start also, I don't know if I should say this now or if I should say it later. Do you want a spoiler or do you want me to wait? Ooh. I'll take a spoiler, I think. Okay. Too many surprises nowadays. I'll just take gonna, a good old-fashioned spoiler. You're going to get it like, in the next line anyways. So don't take what I'm about to say as it being anything but this sign of the times. Okay. So like, (laughs) okay. Um, grooming in the next line is different than grooming now. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. So grooming then is they groomed royals. So like, quote unquote, they were like, if they're from a wealthy family, they were basically raised. Well, you were taught to be. They were raised to be royals. Upper class. Yeah. Like, so you were taught to how to eat, how to present yourself, how you should dress, how you should laugh, like literally how you should be. So you can be. They're groomed like dogs. Right. No, exactly. Like dogs. (laughs) Yes. Like exactly. Um, And that being said, they weren't necessarily quote unquote groomed to be the queen, but they were groomed quote unquote to be somehow a part of the Royal family. And I'll get into that. Okay. Okay. So, so the next line, she began being groomed to be the queen or the king's mistress, which was that's normal the, at the time. Yeah, that's a weird statement. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, so, was she? I mean, like it's still weird. They just had a yeah. different way of thinking. So, about like it. as an early, as an early teen, they yeah. were like, okay, well, um, and it's kind of almost rude. Like, you don't think I could be the queen? right you think I could only be one of the mistresses but you know what all right um low bar mom low bar whatever uh cool beans um whatever um which I guess you know cool I can fuck but um not rule over the entire place which you know what maybe I'll take it whatever that's cool um so anyways um so at this point she began getting a private education where she this is actually kind of cool for the time because being a woman at this time especially a wealthy woman, you're just kind of like, you're rich. So you don't yeah. really get a full you're, education. You're just like, no, you're known because you're rich, right? You're right. like, you're rich, you're pretty. That's that. But because she was like super witty and super charming, she got this like super great education where she was taught dancing, drawing, painting, engraving, Um, she was like a master at theater. She was like super good at theater. So she was like this super well-rounded, like artist girl. That's very cool. Yeah. Which was like, what? That's weird for that time. But I dig it. And this is why I picked her. I was like, you're my girl. Yeah. I was going to say, that's very you. That's very, I like you. 
She's a hell of a show, but I like it. <laughs> you get it, girl. So when she was 19, she actually ended up being married to her guardian. So again, this is like her adopted dad um, to his nephew. Again, okay. super normal, Ooh. but Ooh. adopted. I thought you were, she was I, adopted. I, I know, but I also thought you were going to end the sentence as she ended up being married to her guardian. And nope. then you started to explain it. And I was like, mm, wait a minute, nope, wait a minute. Nope, wait. nope, nope. To his nephew. <laughs> Got it. Okay. <laughs> um, to his nephew, um, Charles Guillaume Le Nomant d'Etois. Uh, long name. I don't know. But that's basically to get money. So yep. he married, um, they married to inherit the wealth. Um, yep. So she. And keep married, it in the family. Right. Even though it wasn't in the family. It, right. So, which was great because usually yeah. people would it marry in actually the in the family. Yeah. yeah. They're um, like, so, this is great. Your children are be perfectly normal. Exactly. But unfortunately they were not. Um, I'll tell you about that later. Um, also, unfortunately for Charles, poor Charles, he fell madly in love with Jean. Um, and she would, um, she said she would never, ever leave him except for the King because she was raised to basically so she's like, for the king yeah like if the king comes to get me like that's literally been my whole life <laughs> if the king king comes a knocking that bed will start a rocking charles <laughs> and i apologize but anyone um, else you're perfectly fine my mama didn't raise no fool <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh and i feel bad but charles is actually in the doctor who episode as well um I have to rewatch that episode. It's they really did. They really did well. After I researched her, I was like, dang, Dr. Hill, they did their research. Um, but anyway, so um, Charles and Jean um, had a son who died in infancy, and then they had another mm. child, a daughter who died at the age of nine. Oh my goodness. I know they did oh. not have luck. So yeah, 1800s, it was like luck. Yeah. It, 1700s, 1700s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they did not. You had to have 30 if you wanted five. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so Louis 15 um, heard of Jean Antoinette's beauty and her wit. And um, she aimed to meet him at a hunt. So like, you know how they have that, the dogs and the, the horses and they go fox hunting or whatever. Um, and she owned all this land with Charles. Um and uh, they were doing this hunt near her property. So she was like, I'm going to have a party at my house. That's the party that they have in the, the, the show, the Doctor Who show. Oh, but okay. luckily this time they didn't have those weird clock human robots. That yeah, show I remember up. that being like really creepy. So creepy. Those are the best. Those are the best villains. Um, but anyways, I assume it was like that kind of party that they have at her home. It was like a ma masquerade type party. Um, and lucky for, for Jean Antoinette, uh, the king's current mistress just so happened to die on December 8th, 1744. So um, the position became open. He was free. <laughs> so, I mean, other than his wife, he was free. Um, yeah, so the invite uh so she she got an invite to a masked ball at the palace of versailles um which everybody should know about the palace of versailles that place is like it has the best garden <laughs> it's versailles the best <laughs> i'm like i drool um but anyways um the king actually declared his affection to jean um it, it was actually a party for 
his cousin's wedding. They had like this um, masked ball for his wedding, which mm. is like so cool. It's like the coolest idea ever. And they all came dressed as like these different kids. It was like a Halloween party basically. Yeah. And she ended up coming as Diana the Huntress, which is like also really cool. I'm like, that is badass. And I really enjoy that. But she came like that because the first time she saw the king was at a hunt. And right. she's like, I'm going to dress as a huntress. You get it. So clever. Right. <laughs> she's so clever. I love her. She knew what she was doing. She was she's like, smart. this is the moment so I smart. was raised for. But it reminds me of the um, scene in Romeo and Juliet where they're all like, the new newer one with uh, Leo and Claire Danes where they're all like wearing the masks and they always mm-hmm. have to like sneak around right and they go to the fish tank and they're like looking through the fish tank I want to mm-hmm. picture it to be like that but I just I know that the king was hit and she was beautiful so like it wasn't quite as hot you know it wasn't that right anyways um so I put here mistresses were basically like live in booty calls and she had an apartment directly above his um so like all I can think of is like how soundproof are castles because like how livid would you be as the queen if he put his mistress above you and you had to hear that listen it gets super weird okay okay so so she ended up separating from her poor sweet charles um, soon after she moved into the apartment, which I'm, I'm glad she did because that's, you know, good for her for not being like, Hey, I'm going to stay with you for whatever reason. Right. She had morals, I guess. She, um, she did what, you know, she wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. And she didn't string him along for it. Exactly. So. Exactly. She's like, Hey, you be with somebody who appreciates you. God bless. Um, who will actually have your babies, hopefully, because it's the 1700s and you still have a shot, hopefully. (laughs) Um, not with her because evidently not the case. Um, but so at that time, this is weird to me, but mistresses needed to have a title, like to be part of a court. Okay. I didn't. Okay. I'm learning a lot about mistresses in I general am, in this I episode because I didn't so know So much. I learned so much. Okay. So you had to be presented to court, um, and I put, which was also required to fuck the king, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, so weird. You get Just a lot like, for this position, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's like a job. I thought I turned that off. Sorry. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it is like an actual job. It's and like a job. Trust me, she like, she gets deep in this job. Bless she's her. She's like, I'm a career woman. Oh my God, she really is. She doesn't just fuck the king. She goes deep. Okay. So anyways, um, so she became Madame de Pompadour. Um, Pompadour is actually a place in France and she owned an estate in Pompadour. So that's why she became like Madame okay. de Pompadour. Um, so basically that was her position. Um, she had a lot of other positions too, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Anyways, um, so she really wanted to cement her title, um, in like the court. Um, so Mm -hmm. she actually, she's the boss. Okay. She is a boss bitch. Okay. So she actually became super friendly with the Royal family as a whole. Okay. Including Mm -hmm. becoming best friends with. Is it going to be the queen? The queen. Who? I mean, I mean, like, here's the thing. His wife. His wife. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. 
some people are like that and they're cool with it and that's perfectly fine i am not yucking on anyone's no but But it just sounds scandalous so much so so much so this episode of the podcast is brought to you by promo west productions if you're interested in seeing a show around columbus check out one of these upcoming concerts at newport music hall walk off the earth on june 3rd benet on june 7th roosevelt on june 22nd and Muna on August 2nd. If you want to see a show at Kimba Live, check out Bastille on June 17th, Marin Morris on June 24th, Mount Joy on June 26th, and Bowling for Soup, Less Than Jake, and the Aquabats on July 3rd. To purchase tickets, visit AXS.com, or for more info, please visit promowestlive.com. Okay, so much so that, like, she got taught mannered court etiquette by the queen herself. Um, and she became the lady in waiting to the queen. Wow. Which is the most notable rank for a woman at the court. Um, and um, this has no relevance to being part of the queen's best friend court business, but I found this to be really cool. Um, she played the role of prime minister. What? That's random and very cool. Like, I didn't know. Really? Yeah. Um, so So she did, she did the job. She did 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 the the job. job. Yeah. She totally did the job. Um, and, um, she, Thank you for sending that. Um, so she contributed to domestic and foreign politics. Like, see, her. it's a job. She, I mean, like, she was like, wow. Like, it's kind of like being queen. But, but without like, the title, which is kind of rude. Um, hey. Yeah. So she, um, she was actually a huge part of why the Treaty of Versailles was actually a success. You know about the Treaty of Versailles, like you've heard of it, right? right? Um, and why France allied to their former enemy, Austria. So like yeah. she was so witty and charming that like, she was like, why don't we just be like- She was diplomatic. Yeah. Why don't we just she be buddies? Very... Yeah. Like what the hell? Um, so around- 1750, however, she stopped all sexual relations with the king to strictly be his like friend and confidant. Um, evidently, wait, was, when did she start and when did she end? Uh, 1744. Oh, so started for only like six years. Yeah, but also like that is the epitome of having to sleep your way to the top because you're a woman. Because she would have never been able to get that close to right. any of those positions. Mm-hmm. being a woman except for the fact that she started sleeping with the king speaking of so like she did what quick. she had to do yeah did you watch the marilyn monroe um documentary on netflix i have not no it's really good tv it's really good you should watch and when it. i do watch tv it's really not that good for me tv it's it's pretty good um it, i need to watch that it's, it's a lot of like she really used that power to like she's like yeah, I know I'm hot and I know I can use this. Yeah. And then like, I keep the hearing too. things and like seeing like quotes and stuff where it's like, she really wasn't sexual. She was like, I think sex is weird. I just use it to get what I need. Exactly right. She did. I use my sexuality to you know be what? hot and in movies. Yeah. It's so weird to it's hear her talking a, on those tapes. It was not I her. Need, 
I'm okay. It was so weird. I have to, okay. I'm going to have to like watch it. I have yes, to watch it. You will. You will. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but yeah, this, this reminded me a lot of that actually, Sorry. because it was like, uh, yeah, it was a powerful woman being like, I wasn't given the cards because I'm a woman. So I'm going to use the cards that you gave me. Fuck you. If you think that's yeah. wrong. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. It's very interesting, yeah. but I don't know that being a mistress at that time was seen as being weird, especially in her case, because I, it sounds very like an honorable position. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like a very honorable position, but again, had she not, she had to sleep with the King to get into those roles. Right. Which is yeah. not something you should have to do right to get into those roles right right yeah, yeah. exactly i so. don't know how much the queen even had to do with this sort of stuff you know uh but anyways um so yeah she stopped at about 6 years um to just basically be like his confidant yeah um i guess he was a really lonely man and she was like i don't think you need sex i think you need a friend bud um yeah, you're depressing. I love it. You're I, kind of a depressing guy. Uh, I think you just need a pal. You want to go on a picnic, uh, bud? Um, but anyways, um, so so uh, she it reminds me of Green Day. He went to a whore. She said, "Your life's a bore, so quit your whining because you're bringing me down." Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's that song lyric is specifically about this relationship. It sounds like it. <laughs> um, so she began, actually the reason she stopped was kind of because of that, but also because she began suffering bouts of whooping cough again. She mm. got bronchitis a lot. She was spitting up blood. Um, she yes. got constant headaches and she had three miscarriages from the King. Oh, so, she was like, that's enough. You're not putting my body through that anymore. Yeah. She had a lot of health issues. Um, which again was in the episode. She was like constantly sick. Um, but anyways, um, however, her renouncement of all sex allowed her to bring about, um, her love of art again. Um, so she was the reason she was the, like one of the sole reasons that Paris is considered the art capital of the world. Really? Yes. Did not know that. That's amazing. I know. So she brought about, uh, she bought a porcelain factory um, in Paris um, in 1759 that became one of the most famous manufacturers in the whole world. uh, I'm sorry, and not in the whole world and just in Europe. I'm sorry. Um, She uh, patronized relatively unknown at the time portrait painters and sculptors and gemstone engravers who obviously once her name was put upon them, they were not unknown after that. Um, she influenced the Rococo style of fine arts and decorative arts, um, which became super well-known after that. Um, you can see that a lot in a lot of like Austrian and Parisian homes, uh, you know, Ooh. like if you go to like the palace of Versailles even is all Rococo still, um, but like super fancy, like gold embellishment stuff. Like if you look it up. Yeah. Stuff that we can't afford, but you know, <laughs> stuff that never in my life will I ever get to afford. But yeah, like I love like looking at like Austrian libraries lately. That's like all Rococo. Um, anyways, Rococo. Rococo. Um, it looks like Rocco. Anyways, um, she um, participated in gym engraving, which is weird, but she she loved doing that, <clears throat> and she was an acclaimed stage actress actress and performed in plays oh so she got to continue to act which is really cool yes um and she had massive book collections 
of influential books on arts, politics, and general education until the day she died. I don't know wow. where they went after that. I assumed to like libraries and things. Um, she and Louis the 15th were together, quote unquote, until her death from tuberculosis in 1764. I was wondering if she was going to come down with TB with uh-huh. all of her like lung and breathing issues, starting with like whooping cough. Yeah. How yeah. old was she? Wait, Just was 42. She was 42 years old. Pretty so darn young. young. Yeah. 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 Um, and get this, this is pretty weird for the time too. Louis the 15th actually played nurse to her while she was in bed ill, which is super not normal for Kings to just like, yeah, no, no, even the queen, let alone his mistress, you know? Um, so she, let alone, I mean, she was very well loved. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's very clear. Um, especially for somebody who's not fucking him anymore. Right. Yeah. She was like, we stopped doing this a while ago, but like 14 years, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's been 14 years since she fucked them and he's still like by her bed nursing her to health. Um, so clearly. Yeah. You know, like she was a very loved person. She uh, like yeah. meant yeah. an act an actual lot to him. Yes. Um, so even enemies, once she passed away, um, even the quote unquote enemies of Paris, of, of France, of the king were heartbroken of her death. Voltaire, mm-hmm. um, who I, I know Voltaire, I don't know who it is exactly. I know I the know. name. Yeah, I know. Not, yeah. I don't like, know. I'm not like a historian or anything, but Voltaire, who was actually like a known enemy of the King, like he hated the King even stated when he found out about her death, I am very sad at the death of Madame de Pompadour. I was indebted to her and I mourn her out of gratitude. It seems absurd that while an ancient pen pusher, hardly able to walk, should still be alive, a beautiful woman in the midst of a splendid career should have died at 42. Was he talking about the king? As the pl- or is he the pencil pusher? I don't know. I don't know. Nobody like, knows. That was who some he's shade. <laughs> I know. I don't know if it's him or if it's the king. I think Voltaire was a writer or a poet, so it could have been him. Could have been himself saying, yeah. like, it sucks that like, I'm alive and why, she's dead. How am I still alive? But she's this beautiful, like, I don't know. That's- but, anyways, I got all of my information this time from Wikipedia. So, um, and Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't forget Doctor Who. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, um, it was really interesting to learn about not just her, but like the whole history of like mistresses and like how that yeah. all worked. I was just like, what the hell? This is like super fascinating. I, I mean, had- like, and it's a job and if it's a job you want to do and it sounded like a job that she wanted to do. So I'm listen, like, I don't think she cool. even anticipated what was going to come from what she was going to do with yeah. the King. You know, I think she anticipated being with the king mm-hmm. but like i don't think she anticipated being like all of that right like, she got so much more out of yeah out absolutely of absolutely but yeah, yeah it was so that's really cool yeah yeah i really enjoyed that and like so. i remember watching the episode because i do remember that episode um it definitely creeped me out i do want to watch it again uh but now like, you get to watch it again with like a whole new lens a whole being new, like, yeah I'm excited to see that on like a different scope where it's like, this is an actual real person, which I think I had like a feeling it, it was one of those things. It was one of those things where I'm watching a show 
that talks about the past mm-hmm. and my brain is going, is this the real person? Well, it can't mm-hmm. be a real person because of how they're interacting with them. Yes. Like, you That's know what exactly I'm saying? what I was doing too. And I thought, I think I thought loosely was based off of Marie Antoinette because of her name, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, oh, maybe it's, you know, loosely based off of this, but yeah, I had no idea, but it was, yeah. it was really interesting. Cause then I was like, I wonder if she's real. And I looked it up one day and I was like, Oh, I got to do her for Rosie. She's super fascinating. And it's been years in the works. And I was like, I have no idea when I'm ever going to put her. Cause we always had categories and now yeah. we're like free for all in it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do her for fun. No. <laughs> and she's very, you, uh, it was a very, you person to do. Thank so you. I love that you did her, uh, <laughs> pretty awesome. Um, yeah. So like, that's very cool that she accomplished so much in such a short yeah. Right. 42 like, is it. And she basically put Paris on the map for yeah. art. That's I mean, amazing. When you think of art, you think yeah. of Paris. Like, Paris. I don't know. I mean, like, that's the thing is like, um, I was re-listening to some of our old episodes just so I could get like some ideas for stuff. And, uh, we had mentioned like, and then she went to Paris to study art. We were like, Oh yes. Very original. Yeah, right. <laughs> but this was art. original. This is like the yeah, first. This is like, <laughs> She was like, first. Oh, there's my dog. Oh, it's a cute puppy. <laughs> Hi, pup. Hi, biscuit. Anyways, so that was Madame de Pompadour, uh, Jeanne Antoinette. Passon. Anyways, that's it. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers uh-huh. uh, yeah. or those who um, have played mothers' roles, um, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day. Um, and smear lipstick. Oh, and you should raise some health. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This episode was researched, written, and produced by Vivian Vega and Betty LaRue. Our intro and outro was written and performed by our very own Vivian Vega with her band Electrocult Circus. Our logo is by Amanda Braskett. If you're more of a visual person, head over to our YouTube for the video of this episode. You can also check out images to go along with each episode and added bonuses by following us on Instagram and Facebook at Revolution Rosies. You can send us your art, your inspirational women, and stories about amazing things you have done to revolutionrosies at gmail.com or on our website at revolutionrosies.com. Revolution Rosies is a member of the Loudcat Podcast Network. Loudcat. Uh, I love it.